Welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon role-playing podcast, run by us, enjoyed by you today. It's Stag Dude Day, baby! Yeah, it Woo! is! It's, it's, it's Critical Ditto, the stag. Uh, the, I'm not even doing a bit here. We are literally on Tom Dale's Stag Dude. Yeah, and we've this, got all the other stags just looking at us across the other side of the Live audience. Tom, at what point during, I guess, your proposal to your soon-to-be wife, did you realise that you were going to record Critical Ditto on your stag do? Uh, almost immediately. immediately. I said, I said you, I, I'm going to ask you to marry me, but there are some conditions. Yeah. We're also Con- recording Critical Ditto on his wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> during the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> She's walking down the aisle to um, a Glitchick City track. But we're here on the stag, so I think it's only fair to start today with the man himself, Tom Dale. Why, why are you here? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently Why are you handcuffed. not pounding Jaegers Well, somewhere? that's the problem. I handcuffed to the chair. I've got all this classic stag do stuff, you know. Um, Brandy, the ex-cheerleader oh. of the Pokemon. That's a classy stag do. Classy stag do, I know. She uh, is the ex-cheerleader of it's the Pokemon champion. an expensive stag do. <laughs> oh, true. She is on a quest previously to turn her dad into a human being again, but... Those, those goals are now in jeopardy, I would say. And on her team, she has Wimpy the Lopany. She has Gary the Scroopy. She has Snorleone the Munchlax. She has Dr. Bunnelby the Bunnelby. She has uh, Lightning McQueen the Carcoal and Flower the Meltan. And on my stag do, I look over and I see uh, in the distance, coming over the hill with a... What is? What have you got there, Ali? Oh, wait. What's this? In one in one bag, I've got Kenny Mullet, who's on a quest to find out more about his weird poker powers. And on the other bag, I've got his Pokemon team to help him do that. Hello. <laughs> Get back in the bag, Kenny. You're the reveal later. Um, <laughs> You're the one in the cage. Uh, in, so in Kenny's Pokemon team to help him out, he's got a Decidueye called Bowtie, a Gyarados called Moustache, um, a Kamoa called King Thrush, a Honchko called Fedora. Uh, he's also got a Gavantula called Fleek, a Salandip called Hoops, uh, and a, a Spiritomb called Swirly. And logging into Tom Dell's stag do uh, somewhere else from this location, uh, we're getting signals from, from a David Leavesley. David, are you there? Can you hear me? I, I am somehow, very literally, I don't know how I'm here, but I'm here. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I, what a mood. I you feel, don't know why you're here either. I feel like what's happening is some kind of improv involving space, but I'm just as shocked that in reality, I'm actually here because I remotely am David Leavesley playing Theo. Theo, the sardonic former priest of the Church of Sloking, and on Theo's team, I have a Medicham, a Swadloon, a Kabuto, a Barbarical, a Togekiss, uh, Jason the Combi, and a Slowpoke. And that's it. That's the end of the stag, everyone. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Did you have fun, Tom? Oh, good times. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty good. I was really I was hoping to hear from from someone else. I thought there'd be like a grand finale or something. Can I, can, can I come out now, Ali? No, get back in the bag, Kenny. Unless you can tell us what happened last week. Oh, okay. It goes like this. Previously on Critical Ditto. Brandy with Elite Four member Margot. Flanking Margot are Bash and Heron. If you want Kenny Mallet, you're going to have to go through Brandy Flash. You do not matter. Heron, Bash, handle any unpleasantness here. I'm going to go and find Kenny. Wimpy, block that door with a table. Margot is able to slip by. Brandy, she's actually shouting at Wimpy. That's not good enough. Bash throws out Patreon. Heron throws out a Porygon Z. Lopany takes the tri-attack as they bounce their ears straight into Porygon Z and both fly backwards out of the tavern. Brandy scoffs. When are we going to get stronger? 
Theo, you're here at, at a small monastery or, or a shrine even to Sloking. So I think Theo goes in and says, if there was ever a moment you were going to finally pick me, please make it now. Nothing happens at the shrine. There is no connection to Sloking. You feel nothing. But what that light does do is illuminate. A slacking decides that it's worth the energy to just swipe you out of the shrine. Medicham is calm just comes to connect with the slash. Medicham ready for the most perfect kick Medicham has ever set. And it goes crashing right into the bookcase. For the briefest of moments, there's just a voice that just goes, Whoa. Kenny, why have you come home? To see Dora. He slowly sort of enters the room. Why has this happened to Dora? Hey, Botoy. Have you ever been into a mind palace? And then on the inside, Kenny is confronted with an evil version of himself. It's what, that's what's trapping Dora. Hello, I'm Ken Mullet. It's about time we met face to face. In Comover Town. It's a lovely village pub. Think timbers, think beams. Oh, there are timbers in there. That's, that's <laughs> great. Can I catch one? Uh, yeah, mate. If you've got time. If you've got time between being caught between Heron and Bash in the skirmish of the century. Three elite trainers started out at Frenzy Plant Tree at the same time. And here they find themselves clashing once again with different means, different Pokemon, and a different level of hype. Brandy, the one who went her own way who found herself going from league champion wannabe to one who wanted to rescue her own father, raising a lopany, a discarded wimpy that was given away by the Pokemon champion Gary. She faces Heron, the idealistic, ambitious trainer, heir to the Falutin fortune that is no longer a fortune, I think. Not now Patreons. <laughs> Not now Patreons run, run away. <laughs> but the ambitious trainer who sees himself as the true heir to the Pokemon League and his sister, Bash. Not much is known what about to, Bash. What to say about Bash? <laughs> so many things. So many things. <laughs> she plays Blitzel Ball, I think. Yep. Brandy, we, we cut back to you in the middle of this intense battle. Some of the timbers have been shattered. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, both oh, of them. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> There's holes in the wall where a Porygon Z recently flew through it, exploding outside. There are signs of battle. A Patreon is limping, but still up, ready to take on whichever Pokemon you throw out next brandy. And Heron and Bash have never been more resolute in their desire to finish this fight as quickly as possible. Brandy, who's coming out and what are you doing? Uh, brandy uh, feels like maybe this calls for a Pokemon that shows no mercy. Risen up from the streets to mm. take power. They don't wait for things to be given, they steal it. Oh, so, yes. go! Snorleone! Merge looks. Oh yes. Oh yes, it's been so Ooh, long. I've Cigar in hand. I've missed it. Oh, where does Snorleone appear in the in the bar? Munchlax actually goes off course and goes into an armchair by the fireplace, which back to us. And <laughs> I knew you do this, and I love it. <laughs> and so then, and the, the, it's weirdly on wheels. So it then slowly spins around where you hear Munchlax say, "Munchlax, where did you get that smoking jacket?" <laughs> I think you've stolen it, haven't you? Yeah. Perfect Pokemon for this. Baron Bonfismark comes down and says, "Has anyone seen my smoking jacket?" <laughs> 
Okay, so Snorleone the Munchlax is out. Heron releases his second Pokemon. Now, do we think Heron has kept his Noctowl? I think it's gone. I think that's an early capture discarded. Alawimpy. Alawimpy, yeah. Ooh. Heron says, you might be expecting the Noctowl next. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, you had a hoot hoot. Sorry, I can't remember. It's been I, yeah, so long the battle it's been that relevant I, in my life. Oh, yeah, the battle that I won, that I crushed you in, did feature a hoot hoot, yes. But even that hoot hoot was too weak for me, Heron, future champion of the Pokemon League. So I discarded it. I threw it away. Hey, Heron, I think you've mistaken me for someone who gives a hoot. Oh! Oh, Thank you, Baron. (laughs) Okay, time to stop playing around, I think. Go, Garchomp. Oh. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, what was the question? Wait, Stu, can we rewind the question? I actually think he does keep the knockdown. Did I say he gets rid of it? I did not mean that. (laughs) I meant the reverse of that. Garchomp. I feel like Garchomp's too big for the pub. <laughs> I feel like Garchomp's head has gone through uh, the ceiling into where Blob so, and Farb are reading. So the Garchomp's comic. head is in the comic room. Yeah. <laughs> the comic room. Oh boy, uh, not good. Uh, where's the paddle about defeating a, dra- a land shark? Quick, quick, use the lamp. B- bash it down. Back, back, I say. There's a paddle on the wall. Garchomp uses Hyper Beam, and we. We'll never discuss. We lose upstairs. Far, we yeah. lose upstairs. Upstairs is now no longer available. The, we lose to the feed. The sta- <laughs> just static on the screen. Okay, so we've got Garchomp. Garchomp is going to come at Snorleone with a dragon claw, and Patreon, who is still up and still there with Bash, yeah. is also going to come in with a tackle attack. They're going to try and combine a pincer movement. Uh, Snorleone looks very nonplussed. Slowly takes off his smoking jacket, folds it. Puts it on the thing as they're rushing towards him. And Brandy's like, uh, come on, Snorleone, you got to pick one. Uh, <laughs> right, I'll let you do your thing. Munchlax, I think because Munchlax is ever the scrapper, the rogue, he sees that Patreon is a lot more injured than Garchomp, so thinks, let's just take take that one out first. Okay. And he's going to try a double kick on Patreon. Ooh. And then I guess if the roll goes wrong, he takes damage from both the Garchomp and the and Patreon. Okay, one roll for both attacks. Yeah, yeah I okay, like it. I go. like it. So Snorleone's physical is plus two. I rolled a five, then a one for a six, plus two. Okay. Eight. eight. So it's a so, mixed success. So you're going to deal damage to Patreon, but you're going to take damage... From both from Patreon <laughs> and Garchomp. But as you'll see... Munchlax does have good armor. He does. He has seven. Okay, let's work this out then. So, forgive me, everyone, as we work out three different damage rolls. We don't need for Patreon, because Patreon only has one harm left. So we know that Patreon goes down. This, this poor limping big Eevee just, like, just keels over into a, basically a, a bench. basically a attack. Yeah, attack, pretty much. Really um, so let's work out the Garchomp damage. So Garchomp is a stage three. So there's three. It's higher than Munchlax by one. So there's four. Plus the D4. No super effective for the Dragon Claw. This is big. One. 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 It's a one! Yes! Huge. It's a one. So it does five, five damage. Okay, so Munchlax has taken five damage, meaning they still are up with one harm harm left. I think I said seven. I meant six. They have six. um, So they're still... I've actually... I've definitely boosted his harm by one. Okay, so... So seven. So we've got two harm left for Munchlax. Kicks Patreon in the face. I think in the chin. Connects with Patreon's chin, sends Patreon just back over itself as it slams back down into a wooden chair behind. But then the Garchomp comes in and it moves Brandy with a speed you've never seen from a Pokemon before. This is a pseudo legendary attacking with its full might. Brushes <coughs> in. 
to Munchlax, there is smoke, there are wooden splinters everywhere. As the dust cloud settles, you expect to see Munchlax down, smoking jacket torn, hat discarded across the bar, but instead, you see a bruised, bloody, beaten Munchlax holding the claws, feet dug into the timbers beneath. <coughs> He's not beaten. He's badass. <laughs> Mid. However, even Munchlax hadn't seen that the felled Patreon has one last go in it. Its long, Eevee-like tail swooshes around Munchlax's foot and pulls the poor Munchlax from below, sending him flying towards the floor. <sighs> Patreon deals, stage two, not super effective, D4 plus two. Patreon deals three damage. It's enough to take Munchlax down. <laughs> can we have? Can we also have gangster violin playing at that, at that moment? Note, yeah. to, n- note to editor. Note to editor. Um, Bash sees this scene and appeals to you, Brandy. Brandy, stop this fight. Come on. I don't want to have to use Hydreigon as well. It's clear. We have two pseudo-dragons. You can't face us. Call this off. This is what you think, don't you? You think you've got all the answers, but guess what? Your answer is awful. You're betraying everyone in Formia. You're equally as bad. You're equally as culpable if you do this. And you know what? I, I don't care. I don't care if I don't have a chance. I'm going to beat you. Whether, whether if it, Even if it kills me, I'm going to beat you. Brandy, what is your plan here? You keep saying how bad the league is, how bad that our approach is, but perhaps it's the only one that could work. What, what are you even thinking? You're standing here facing dragons, foolhardy. What is it that you intend to do? What is the other option? Look, I, I've seen it, Bash. I've seen Frey. I've seen what she can do. And I know I don't have a chance, but Kenny does. And Kenny will do it in the right way. We may not have a plan at the moment, but I know we'll, we'll get one. Kenny will get one. So you just... Follow a boy? Is that it? Blind faith? Is that what we need right now? Oh god, I guess I'm a what would Kenny do, aren't I? <laughs> I run- Yep! <laughs> Brandy looks up. We're disgusted. still alive! <laughs> and Brandy, Brandy says, um, it's a much better place than following whatever you're doing. I can't be part of that. You know what they're doing, right? Extreme Ball Army? When people catch Pokemon, they're not really their Pokemon. The League can just snap their fingers, use them for an army, and that's what they're gonna do. That's the plan, is it? Maybe you should roll. Hey, what, what am I adding? Uh, is it charm? I think it's charm, yeah. Plus one. Plus one. It's a, use a luck point? <laughs> so it's a three, plus a one, plus a one, so okay. it's a five. You know about this, right? You know about the extreme balls? That's the solution? To, to use an army of Pokemon that people think are theirs and actually they're not? Yes, Brandy, that is the option. And Heron and I are well aware. The point is, Brandy, the League has a plan. A plan in place to face someone as powerful and as all-consuming as Frey seems to be. We're not blindly trusting some magical boy. We are putting in action a plan to save people and help people. And we are not standing by and being prideful of our own individual sex. We're putting that aside for the greater good. Something you would well do to learn. My mother, she was a doctor. And she got sick. But she was a prideful woman. And she thought... I can handle this myself. The League offered researchers. They offered help, assistance. And she refused because she thought that she could do better on her own. I don't have a mother anymore, Brandy. And since then, I've learned to trust not to say no when someone offers a helping hand. And that maybe the people with the most resources are the people who can do the most good. So if you want to stay prideful and idealistic and put the region in danger as a result, be my guest but I'm not going to stand aside and let that happen 
Hydragon, go. I wouldn't bring parents into this if I were you. No one has more of a reason to be against Frey than me. And it's not blind trust in a magical boy. It's trusting in an amazing boy. A guy who will find an answer. Garchomp and Hydreigon combine. Oh, God. Oh, no. oh, not literally, Fuse. but I think they combine into <laughs> a, Zorora, a, a Zorcario. <laughs> I think they're both going to fire combined, <laughs> a combined dragon rush. Um, okay. Randy, who are you sending out to face this dragon rush? Not got a lot of options. Two best Pokemon are down. <laughs> she can't throw Meltan out. Like, Meltan's too smart. And if they were smart at all, they'd run. So she needs to go with someone dumb. Her- Heron. Heron sees you choosing Pokemon. And from across the room, leans in. There's no point choosing, Brandy. We both know you're not strong enough. And neither are your Pokemon. Just make this quick. Oh, just... Heron just gets to us so much. So annoying. <laughs> You think I'm not strong enough? Well, we've learned a lot since then. Go, Gary! <laughs> As this giant dragon rush is coming towards me. Scroopy's not phased. Scroopy's not phased. so not phased. Scroopy just sees two rocks to eat. <laughs> the Baron comes down. Hey, has anyone seen my rocks? <laughs> moment of triumph last episode in which you successfully used your conduit you entered Dora's mind palace you've entered this mind palace and you've seen this horrific scene of you burning Dora with your poker powers at the fair and from that scene has emerged a dark ickery black version of yourself Ken Mullet we called him last time what the first thing Kenny says is Ken? Who the heck is Ken Mullet? Uh, my name's Ken Mullet. Nice to meet you. Right, actually, let me try and capture Murray with Cadence. Can you just talk more so I can try? No, no, no. Not, no, no, no. Not Ken. Not, not Ken. K- K- Kenny. Ken- Kenny. Kenneth. Kenneth. If we're being... If we're being... Okay, okay. now you're being annoying. Now I'm being facetious. Uh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm the bad one here. <laughs> oh, it's nice to see you, Kenny. Nice to finally meet you. Mm, you're not the bad... I, I try to live more in the middle these days. Good and bad. I'm done with that. Well, so... precisely our point, Kenny. That's the... That's the reason I was able to appear to you right now. You've been closed off to me before, and now I've decided to accept a part of yourself that you've kept locked away. Slightly darker part, but still Kenny Munnett. And it's Yeah, Kenny, great. not Ken. Go. It's great to see you. I, I think I made a mistake there. I think I got that one wrong, but it's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen you. You know you used to call yourself Kenneth? Like all of the time, season one style. Like you did <laughs> used to do that a lot. So I think I'm still stuck there. Ah, well, understand. Kenny then. now, is it? Right, okay. Well, it's nice to see you, Kenny. And he extends a black ickery hand to you. Um, I'm not quite sure what'll happen if I touch you. I mean, it might be slimy, but are you not a little bit curious? Yeah, I suppose. I, all right, yeah, Kenny right. grabs it. Shake it. Shake it up, baby, now. I, again, this might be just me 
re-editing re a lot of Frenzy Plant, but there was a moment where you and Gertie shake hands a lot and you say it's Kenny's favourite form of greeting. Oh, gosh, another thing I've <laughs> I forgotten. I know, right? <laughs> as, as I said, I'm very much season one, Kenny. I'm, that's where I'm sat right now. Well, so. that, that was where I put all my, like, little Kenny quirks in. Okay. And then I was like, oh, plot. If, if you are really season one, Kenny, I think you need to go into the other room and um, shout. <laughs> if, you, if, you want, if you want the audio to be accurate. <laughs> so we have a, a good five seconds of handshaking. Uh, this is, you know what? I'd forgotten how much this was my favourite form of communication. Right? It's good. I like it. Uh, how's the hand? Is it sticky? Uh, yeah. I want to know now too. It's quite unpleasant. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose that you are, aren't you? Because you're, you're clearly some sort of dark manifestation of myself. Mm, that's, I guess, you could you could argue that's the case. Mm. I mean, So I'm curious. So I've come to learn a few things about mind palaces, uh -huh. uh, Ken. Hey. Um, and, and I've learned about people trapped in mind palaces. Trapped? Oh, yeah. Like a prison, but like, not a prison. Well, sort of. A prison of their own mind. Mm. I mean, because I've, I've been inside mine when I was trapped in it. Like a baby gate. Sure. For their own good. Uh, well, that's, you know, because what's interesting... What's interesting is Dora's not here. Oh, no. Do you want to see her? Yes. Oh, wonderful. I could do that. I can show you where she's been this whole time. You're going to love it. I don't think I am. And <laughs> Ken takes you by the hand and walks you towards the scene that you've seen before you. Bowtie the Tsuchuai following close behind. Tsuchuai. Still a bit phased by the whole thing. And as you walk into the scene, the, the static... <laughs> starts to become more intense and the, the horrific scene from the fair starts to dissolve. And you see Dora in an incredibly pleasant time of her life, a memory from the past. I'm tempted to say it's that berry picking thing again, unless you've got any other situation. That was the one, that was the one good yeah, time we you had one, we had one moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, let's use it because we, you know, it's a callback. We know the scene. It's Kenny and Dora picking berries at Mullet Farm. Beautiful, gorgeous day. The 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 pickapecks are singing. The ladybird are buzzing in the long, tall grass. It's picturesque, and Dora's giggling. <laughs> I like this berry. Oh, you can eat that one. Are you sure? Because I did, I did try that about four berries ago, and I did vomit. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know what I'm talking it's about. It's still a happy memory. Though. I'm yet to like plants. Do you like botany, Kenny? I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to love it. Not that it's going to be relevant. <laughs> it would be relevant if you could learn to tell me which berries to eat and which not. Maybe that uh, could inspire... Maybe this, is, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment where you decide to like botany. Yeah, because I don't want to be poisoned. <laughs> no, and I don't want you to be poisoned. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. And Ken, Black Ickery Ken, turns to you, Kenny, and says... This is where she's been. But stuck in this memory? I wouldn't say stuck. I would say enjoying a perfect, rarefied moment of life. Okay. You see, Kenny, you said you'd come to learn about mind palaces. What they are, what they manifest. And I, I don't mean to be condescending at all. I really don't. But the truth is, I don't think you fully understand at all what you can do. Mind palaces are not an everyone thing. Mind palaces are a you thing. <laughs> what? Really? No, no one else can, can do this? No, every time you've gone into somebody's mind palace, that was something that you summoned. Andros, Elisa, 
Dora, you made those spaces. That's something that only you can do, Kenny. That's that's the core of your powers. Right. So would I have the ability to take her out of this mind palace? Because she's comatose in real life. Kenny, what is real life? Real life is a series of disappointments, hardship. It's a broken world out there, Kenny. I've seen it through your eyes. What's the reason that you decided to live in the grey? It's because the world broke you, my friend. The world came down and it stomped its big farmer boot all over you. Just like you did with Dad's crops that one time. I was only four. He wasn't happy though, was he? he wasn't <laughs> no, he wouldn't have no. been. There's blight and then there's you stabbing on his crops. <laughs> the point is... He nicknamed my, my boots blight. <laughs> Your blight boots, yeah. <laughs> Your blight boots. Sounds like a D and D item. <laughs> <laughs> blight boots plus one to rescue all the food. <laughs> um, the point is, that's the world, Kenny. It's a world of people squabbling over power and meaningless sacrifice, and it's a load of people getting hurt as a result. You, Kenny, we, we have the power to give everyone their own mind palace, their own version of the world that is perfect. I mean, <laughs> it's the most wonderful gift in the world. But it's not a gift. You're forcing people in. You're taking away their own ownership, their own decisions. You're forcing them into what you want. But look at her. You think, you think that she'd choose to live in a world where Frey could kill her with an assassin at any moment? You think she'd choose to live in a world where Pokemon could be locked in extreme balls and used to fight? Against their own free will? You talk about free will. We're not taking away free will. We're just giving them what they want. We can't decide what other people want. That is not up to us. We might have the ability to do that. But if we do that, how different are we to Frey? Forcing people into the state that she wants them to be. We don't have white hair, for one thing. No, but, but what we could do, you say we control mind palaces, check this out. Can he change his hair white? Oh my goodness, oh, you've blown the mind. <laughs> you've blown my sweet, tiny, Ikari mind. I know, right? So looking in the future. Wait, so you're telling me I don't have to look like a black Ikari mess? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, black Ikari Ken starts to dissolve. And you start to see a Pokemon beneath. Is it time? All right, yeah. I think it's time. Oh, God. I think we're in it. Holy... Ica around Ken Mullet starts to recede and he takes on less of a human form and more of a Pokemon form as we start to see the Pokemon that has lurked within Kenny's mind palace within his poker powers all this time you see a lunar head pink and yellow red eyes with small white dots and a long elongated blue body with accentuated curvature across the stomach Across its back and sides are these pink rainbow wings that flutter deftly as it hovers across the ground. Kenny, you probably don't know this, but we, the listener, would recognise this as Chrysalia. Oh, 
it's it's happened. The legendary psychic type who has the power to dispel nightmares and bring happy dreams. The ultimate form of empathy, you might say. And Kenny goes... You're telling me Kenny Mullet's poker powers are from the Cresselia? That doesn't fit with my theory. I'm going to write an email. <laughs> and, and Kenny goes... See now, this is Kenny Mullet. Would you mind? Would you mind awfully if I still talk to you in your voice? Is that okay? Well, just just give us what your voice sounds like, just so I know. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! No! No! Be be me! Be me! Right, right, right. Sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Pete, Tuki, do you want to come out too? David, Tom, do you want to join the scene? We'll play to form, David. You, Pete, me, Tuki. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Well, there are a lot of Irish accents in this scene. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, dear Kenny. It's me, Tuki. You, I started you off as Colin Farrell. <laughs> you also sound a lot like the Jets. <laughs> we all sound like the Jets. Deep down. Deep down. Oh, what's that Pokemon over there? That's exciting. Does anybody else find that Chrysalia strangely attractive? There it is. <laughs> there there it, is. it is. I wondered where you'd got to. There you are. The hey there, Kenny. It's been a long time. It has. Hi, guys. Um, Pete, Tukey, I'd like you to meet. Sorry. Could you, uh, maybe you should introduce yourself. I'm Chrysalia. And I'm well, I'm well acquainted with Pete and Tukey. They're my right and left hand pokes in this space. All oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I've, I don't think I you didn't realise. You didn't realise. Thinking about it, then I maybe it all makes sense. And suddenly, yes, you, I figured it out, but maybe you should explain it to silly old Pete over here. Of course. Kenny, I've seen you struggle for a long time, and I wanted you to reach this point, the point where you could control your powers, find your conduit. Everything that I've done so far is to help you along that path. I, want you, I wanted you to be here to see this, to see what we could do, to see the dreams that we could bring about in this world. It's so lovely to... To meet you and to... Ditto. Oh, nice. Clever. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> Why is that Ali? clever? I, I don't know. I just oh. feel like it is. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> just imagine, right, for a minute, Pete, that I'd actually taken control of Kenny and he'd recorded his own podcast about the events that are unfolding right now and that that podcast was called Critical Ditto and that's why I said Ditto. Just imagine that. Oh, I mean, I, I can't. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> a lot of shirtless men. <laughs> now I'm not quite so terrified. Now I'm a little bit more <laughs> Okay, okay, I there's just one there's one there's one thing though that, that does worry me a little bit. If you were the, the black Ickery person I was just talking to, then mm. why were you saying what you just said about trapping Dora in a dream? You keep using this word, Kenny, trapped. It's it's for all of our own good. I love living in the mind palace, Kenny. Of course of course you do. You you were born from it. The what mind palace can be whatever you want it to be. Why why are you so attached to a broken world? I don't know, but I am. I've seen, I've seen the bad times. I've seen the bad stuff. I've seen anger and I've seen hatred and prejudice, but I've also seen love and laughter and happiness. And I love that girl, the one you've trapped in this dream. And I have to bring her back to the other people that love her. Don't do that, Kenny. Not after everything we've been through. Not after everything you've struggled to control. Don't undo this. This is part of my journey, Chrysalia. I've realised that. I, can't, I don't believe in right or wrong anymore because life is more complicated and that is glorious. And you need to also understand that. Tuki turns to Chrysalia, little bit pleading eyes. Hey, Chrysalia, look. <laughs> I know, I can see it. I see your point, totally see your point. But you've seen Kenny with me and Pete and, and 
he's a good guy. I mean, I, I, I think, what if we just let, let, let her free? I'm not free. I mean, just take, put her into the state that Kenny would prefer her to be because this is a sense of freedom because I agree with your points. Fundamentally, Chrysalia, if you're my Pokemon, then you have to do what I say. If, I'm gonna, if you're going to give me what you say you're going to give me, which is full mastery of my abilities, then I need full mastery. I need to be the one making the decisions. And you can sit there and shake your head, but you can't achieve your ultimate goal unless you do this. No, Kenny. If you want to undo this, you're going to have to defeat me. And if you defeat me, I think you lose your powers. That's your choice, Kenny. Free your sister from this trapped hellscape I've supposedly put her in. But in doing so, you remove your ability to help anyone else in this world. That's your choice. I'm you, you're me. I've been on this journey with you. And for me, this was the way to help the world. But I warn you now, if you dispel this, if you dispel me, reject me, you lose your abilities. You lose the power to fight on. Kenny doesn't, doesn't know what to do. I just hope you make the right choice. I actually don't like carrots. I'm one of those rabbits. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I eat its sections. <gasps> a delicacy. Wait, what's that coming over the hill? Is it a midsection? No, don't let him get it first. I want it. I want it first. No, no it's mine. We're going. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the midsection. Aren't you all cute? <laughs> <laughs> We are joined uh, not by the normal person who completes the quartet, David Lee. I'm instead, David. We, David has been replaced, uh, Full upgraded Sorry. fully by um, one of our very special listeners, uh, a patron, uh, Ellie. Hello. Welcome to the midsection. The midsection is not as scary as I thought it was going to be, but mm, I'm also no. even though it just got quite... eaten by rabbits. Yeah, yeah. that was scary. Yeah, that was, was terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Um, Hello. <laughs> Hello. Are you oh, feeling this? Oh, oh, this? You never oh. had this with David. I never. No. Uh, For listeners, ten years I've known and, David. Yeah. <laughs> just going to say, listeners, you know, don't try and contact David. It was on bad terms. Uh, we've revoked his. We cancelled the key card before he even left the room. He's still in there. We are FedExing his stuff. Yeah. to him yeah. Um, but yeah he's no longer welcome in critical Ditto towers but moving on welcome to the midsection sound the champion tier patron horn <laughs> every time every time it's so horrible <laughs> this is from j ross barrett hey j ross barrett thanks j ross j ross writes i know you'd make snarky remarks if i start off without addressing the awesomeness of the podcast but j ross you you write very kindly about us in your email, so thank you very much. I know it's done under duress because you feel like we wouldn't read out the midsection if you didn't. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad. That's paying the money case. every month isn't enough. You also feel you have to massage our egos. <laughs> that's, that's the important bit. Ugh. So here we go. Jumping into your ideas. My idea is a location, specifically a rainforest gym featuring a mix of water, bug, and grass types. To earn your badge, you have to help out with the gym leader's conservation efforts and pass a survival test, where you must show what you've learned, including activities such as foraging and reforestation, grass, 
studying local wildlife and shelter construction. Bug. Think cocoons. Boating and firefighting. Water. The gym leader spends most of their time fighting legal and literal battles against Kappa Corps incursions into the rainforest, and their squad of gym trainers function as a guerrilla activist group throughout the local area. Feel free to give the gym leader any traits and Pokemon you see fit, though bonus points if they're autistic and very blunt in their social approach, like me. Additional bonus points if they're also a terrible liar like me, but have to try and do it far more often due to some kind of alter ego nonsense between their formal legal activism and their vigilante style activism. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like there's so much going on. What? The additional points. There's so much going on. So this is actually Inclusive Investor. Who uh, sent that this really is Inclusive, inclusive investor. investor. Also sent us a very nice uh, message on Patreon directly when they joined the Patreon. So thank you very much for that. That was a very very kind uh, message, and we very much appreciated it. Fantastic. It's great to hear that your midsection has come in. So let's go so, with. So this is a location. There's no there's no gym leader trainer that we're playing with here. It's purely the location itself. A location. The gym yeah, leader yeah, in yeah, my yeah, head has like big round glasses. This is the first thing when you said like oh. the gym, just big round Ooh, glasses. Like buggy. Yeah, like big Wait, buggy round but glasses. Also, but also goggles because they're water yes. types. So it's, there's like bug bug eyes, but also like goggles. So they wrap around the back. There was there was water to navigate. Yeah, so there's firefighting. So what I love is this gym it's regularly <laughs> sets itself on fire <laughs> and, and like has to just put on it down purpose. to these random trainers who could be Terrible the age of ten. They could be ten, and they're like, so one of the challenges for this trainer, and I love it because it fits in gym. with their very direct approach as a gym leader. They're like. <laughs> I've set the house that you're on the third floor in on fire and you have to put it out right now. <laughs> oh, you don't have any water types? Should have thought of that earlier. Well, the midsection itself yeah, said that the, the gym leader was always involved in legal battles. Is it constant arson? and <laughs> <laughs> attempted murder. Oh yeah, charges. my God, of 10-year-olds. This, this is it. This well, maybe is it. this ties into this, that you said there was a, a reason they might be bad at lying. They've got a big lie they're trying to hold out. Is there a secret illegal fire Pokemon they're keeping in the gym that keeps Whoa. setting things on fire? <gasps> Maybe that's it. That's a cool. Heatran, a rogue Heatran. A rogue Heatran. But why is it? Why is it illegal, Tom? Why? Why is this Heatran on the run? Fraud. Fraud. Deep fraud. Deep fraud. Yeah. Heatran. Tax evasion. Tax evasion. Yeah. Basically, tax evasion. Sorry. What was Heatran claiming on their expenses? <laughs> Pokemon have to pay tax. <laughs> they do. They do now. They do now. Heatran. Heatran. I'm noticing. I'm noticing there's a hot tub on your expenses sheet. Was that a? Was that for work or pleasure, Heatran? Uh, Heatran. I have a volcano on my back, so um, it's hard. I like to go to the sauna to you know blow off some steam, and it's important for me for my battling. I so mean, is Heatran the gym leader? No, the gym leader. Gym, gym leader is. Oh. <gasps> oh, so the gym leader was a fire yeah. type trainer, but yeah. has to rebrand to hide Heatran. Yeah. So that, nice. right, that's why they've and that's why they've got three types because they yeah. can't oh, hide it all. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to hide yeah. it all. So they're bug, <laughs> bug, grass, and water. Definitely not fire. No I, fire. I, yeah, no, okay. no, none at all. This is a water gym. So you know, you know, a water gym means that you have the water Pokemon and I fight the water Pokemon. Sweating profusely. <laughs> uh, <does laughs> it? Oh, no, I think it's pretty much you bring the Pokemon and I throw you challenges like this. You know. <laughs> I mean, a listener did want them to be a bad liar. Well, so if this I had that on my sense. shoulders, I'd be a very bad liar too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big secret to hide. Oh, oh. my god. So do you, know, do you know who's on their case? Cassandra has been paid as I think Cassandra was like a private investigator. Yeah. Yeah. Has been paid by the league to find this heat trap. I think that's it. I think we've cracked it. I think we've <laughs> cracked the code of this strange forest gym. 
Is it a forest, Jim? Definitely not. Maybe a it wasn't. Used to be a volcano, Jim. No, fire. Now it's a forest, Jim. <laughs> Maybe that's what it says. It says definitely not a fire, Jim. Yeah, that's what, that's all the gym's called. Letters. Please ignore yeah. the magma. <laughs> <laughs> and the gym, if the gym is. They say it's in this forest area. It's literally on a volcano <laughs> that they've like to put, they put cardboard the paper trees. trees up. Yeah, they put like those. And they blow keep up. saying on fire, so they have to keep <laughs> making more. <laughs> okay. Blow up palm trees, like the whole works are there. Perfect. Well, oh. thank you so much. Jay Ross. Thank you, Jay For Ross. that great, great character to send in. And thank you so much, Ellie, for joining us. For that this was mid-section. just as chaotic as I was expecting. And I mean, yeah. I was <laughs> calm. <laughs> if, if someone else wants to get their midsection in priority style, like Jay Ross, patreon.com slash critical ditto, you can join at the champion tier and your midsection submissions will be whooshed to the top of the pile and dealt with as soon as possible, like a good tax sheet um <laughs> oh, we don't know how many midsections we we've got left because we're approaching sort this of is theoretically, theoretically the final, final season, the final so, season. Uh, well whatever uh, happens after that yeah, so who no, knows we don't talk about that. no but this fine. this might be the conclusion of said story um i have grown into a hair now i was a rabbit that's how that's how rabbits work right rabbit evolved into hair by eating a midsection <laughs> It's Garchomp. Theo, you and Asta have been pelting your way down the cobbled streets of Comover Town, past the candy shop, past the post office, past the box. Haha, <laughs> the comb of a box. Theo, do you open the box? What's in the box? <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're pelting your way down the streets, Theo, and you reach the town square, and there's a crossroads, a literal crossroads <laughs> before you, Theo. Asta has already started pacing off towards the pub, where it's clear there's a ruckus happening. A Porygon Z has just flown through a window. And <laughs> there's cr- a hyperbeam out the roof. <laughs> it's crashed it into, flew the, into a, the box. The box, yes. <laughs> Well, that's what's in the box. (laughs) Um, And Asta is sort of waving you down, saying, come on, we need to get there quick. You know that Brandy is in that pub. You hear, through the broken window, what what does Theo hear? Gary, put the rock down. I swear, we have a lot more important things to do here. Please put the rock down. Come on, Gary, this is your moment. The distinctive tones of Brandy flash. But you see, heading towards the mullet household, Margot of the Elite Four. How familiar you are with her personally, I don't know, but she's an Elite Four member. You know who she is, you know she's associated with the League, and you see her going towards the Mullet household. So you're given a choice here, Theo. Do you go with Asta to go and help a floundering Brandy, in spite of how you may be feeling at the moment, or do you go and investigate this Margot thread? I think Theo, Theo remembers something that Brandy said to them a couple of episodes ago, where Brandy said, if you need to, leave me behind and Theo at the time was like happily um (laughs) and at this moment Theo has a choice Theo could either rush in impulsively into combat which is again a very old Theo move or protect the person that that Sloking told them to protect at the end of the day an elite four member heading towards the mullet household is there's one conclusion to that plan and so Theo slips off to follow Margot okay Theo you're following Margot surreptitiously skulking in the shadows. And you see Margot fly up towards Kenny Mullet's bedroom on the back of a roasting 
balloon-ridden macargo. <laughs> she ascends slowly. She fills. <laughs> go she fills. Plane. You watch her fill each balloon with a helium booster. <laughs> That's it, Macargo. Stay there. Just another seven balloons, and I think we should be airborne. <laughs> so you've got a minute, Theo. Hey, what? Macargo, I accidentally took some helium. <laughs> <laughs> Macargo, so did I. <laughs> Theo, what do you do? Theo, Theo sees this strangely entrancing sight of this slowly rising Macargo with a aviatrix atop its <laughs> rocky carapace, and. Uh, <laughs> and and Theo remembers what Theo swore to be after what happened uh, at the at the court, and that's to be Kenny's heavy in any situation that called for it. Theo sends out Barbarical. Barbarical! Oh man, oh, it's been so long. <laughs> Bar! <laughs> Barbarical! Hi there, Barbara. If you could keep Bar- it down, because we're currently doing Barbarical. Um, I'll give you a high five, high five, high five, high five, high five, high five, high Barbarical, could you potentially severely cripple that woman and her macargo with a nice little, um, just a cheeky, cheeky little liquidation? Could you just throw that, throw that at that, at that Pokemon there? Okay, go for it. Just, just gonna go fight an elite four member. No worries. Not the first time. Not the first time. Classic Theo. Theo is so much closer to being the champion than any of you. Two elite four members. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Roll. Kick some Frostlass with plus physical for Barbarical. Uh. So Barbarical is a plus three in physical. We absolutely love to see. Whoa, bro. Oh, oh my god. Oh my slow king. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just rolled a six out of six plus a three. Oh, oh it's the biggest roll in Bar- the game. Margot's dead. Oh. We killed Margot. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. It's a crit. Does that mean Makago goes down? Makago's got six harm, but like screw, screw it. it. Screw it. We don't Mark it. The dice are spoken. You got a you got a fifteen. David, describe to me what Bro Barracle's liquidation looks like on this slowly ascending Macargo. Okay, so uh, Mar- I'll do this slowly ascension noise as this happens. So, uh, so Margo and the Macargo are slowly rising into the air. You know, she's she's pumping up those balloons one at a time, uh, and as they're going, she's got up to a nice level of balloons. They're continuing to ascend, and then out of nowhere, just one of them pops, and Margo's like, "Well, this is bloody unacceptable. Never happened to one of my planes before in my life." Um, does the balloon again, pops again. Uh, and Margo looks at the Macargo, expecting the Macargo to be to blame, but the Macargo's soppy little face is just like, it's not me. Um, at which point, Margo turns round and sees two very smug faces down below as Bro Barracle fires three beams of water from all three of its hands, including its face. And... Uh, and Macargo and Margo are thrown against the wall of the house by this beam of water and then slide down to the floor of the garden of the Mullet household. Dang. Wow. <laughs> the, the combination there of the narration and the sound effects. That was unbelievable. Me and Tom lost it. Okay, okay great. Great. Um, so Macargo's, uh, Margo is just on the ground next to a beaten Macargo. Yeah. Completely stunned. On her bum, as Theo, you tower over her. What? What? Uh, who are you? What? What was that? What? What in Arsis's name was that? <laughs> I, I was ascending, 
Then I stopped ascending, then I descended. What, what <laughs> wizard are you? That, I was in flight. Margot never leaves flight. Now, uh, Margot, you're a member of the Elite Four, aren't you, from the Pokemon League? You are darn right. And, um, Margot, how many of your Pokemon are currently in Extreme Balls? Um, well, uh, none, none of them. Oh, that's interesting. That's a very interesting fact there, Margot, because um, what I have here are Professor Shine's last few Extreme Balls. So, um... This is a, just a really interesting thought experiment, but what if you tried to fight me so you could get to Kenneth Mullet, and I just captured every single one of your Pokemon? Uh, th well, that's ridiculous. I, um, uh, balls can't capture already caught Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Margot. How interesting that you are working for the evil team trying to capture everybody's Pokemon, and you don't seem to understand exactly how malevolent you are. But I know exactly how malevolent you are, and I know exactly how malevolent I can be, so... Either you can try and fight me to get to Kenneth Mullet, or you can run away. Okay, roll plus tough charm. What is this? <laughs> plus, plus, go muck yourself. Plus, yeah, plus, I, I love it. Absolutely. When, I love it when Theo goes goes like this. Oh yeah. Roll plus tough. Roll plus, roll tough, plus Theo. tough. I mean, I'm ready to capture every single one of Margot's Pokemon. If <laughs> I, if <I'm laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah, 100%. Who doesn't want this? You know, Macargo high on helium. <laughs> <laughs> so Theo's plus two and tough. So we'll roll. Rolly roll, roll. Oh, ho, ho, ho. You will not believe, but it's a five and a five plus a two, so <gasps> twelve. Oh so my goodness, another rolls. twelve! Oh Theo, my god. You days. have defeated an elite four member without barely. By vibes. By, by vibing. <laughs> no thoughts. Oh my just god, vibes. it's another twelve. Okay, uh, Theo, describe Margot fleeing the scene, tail between her legs. So Margot dusts herself off and stands up and. <laughs> is about to ready Talonflame's Pokeball. I think that for a second, she thinks that bravery is the option here. Not braviary, but bravery. Uh... <laughs> oh, she brings out braviary, who runs. <laughs> Doesn't fly off, runs. <laughs> um, and, um, and then Margot, I think, has like a, a sort of spark of innovation and remembers that Decidui, her Decidui, Smartlet, is already out and has been sort of tucked away doing reconnaissance. And so I think- Decidui. And she gives the symbol that she was going to give to Decidui to attack anybody that tried to get in her way. And I think Decidui tries to tries to come for tries to come for Theo. At which point Theo pulls out an extreme ball and points it right at Decidui's face. And it is beak beak to ball, like any closer, and that beak would activate the button, and it would be caught. Maybe Margot runs and leaves Smartlet, like abandons Smartlet. That's that's her that's her way out. If she she sends Decidui in, Smartlet the Decidui, and. Theo does what, what Theo says, and then when they both turn, Margot's gone. Oof. Abandoned. Okay, so Margot's gone, and Theo, you're just, you're faced with a, a head of Decidueye. Wow. The Decidueye turns back, having seen that Margot's disappeared, and suddenly, Theo, far from the stoic, militaristic eyes purely on the mission, Decidueye, that you saw before, this is a scared, this is a scared Smartlet from the woods, the friend of Bowtie who was ambitious, wanted to join a trainer's team, and thought that by listening to every order, following every single mission to a T, that is how they would achieve it. That's how they'd join the strongest team. And here they mm. are, abandoned, fear in their eyes, faced with a chromatic extreme ball held by Theo. What do you do? I think Theo's malice is only saved for the people who need it. And seeing this expression, Theo has seen this expression before, often through small children that Theo has had to learn to comfort over the series uh, so far. <laughs> uh, and so Theo 
I think for a second, Theo's, the rage is still pul- pumping. The adrenaline is still there. Theo is ready to continue, but then mm. drops the ball and looks at Smartlet and says, how do you feel about high fives? So Decidueye slowly approaches Brovaracle and realizes that without feathers, this would make an almighty slap. And they go in for the old mother of high fives. Flightless bird versus Rocky Barnacle. We all do it together. <laughs> I missed my hand. <laughs> I thought I'd leave it to the three of you being in one room to try and do it in one take. And, uh, and, it, was, and it was not good. <laughs> well, yeah. um, but that's what we'll use. The Decidueye flies off into the sky. Our solar bird. <laughs> okay, yeah, Brandy. So, Gary the Skorupi is out and is facing down a dragon rush. Gary, Brandy, the odds are against you. What do you do? I mean, there's there's really not not much. You're forgetting that Skorupi's part fairy, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Got that fairy move. I forgot about the fairy move, yeah. Also, High Dragon's part dark right which is weak to bug so oh that's oh, true okay oh there's a, there's a which is why i sent out swadloon against that zoroark even though i had flamethrower just in case <laughs> anybody <laughs> thinks that theo is not a master of strategy <laughs> oh god well they're kind of one being right they're coming at you together garchomp is trying to be the fourth head of the high dragon <laughs> high quadrant right high, high quadrant High Dragon's having none of it. It's like, yeah, bro, I try Quadrant. That's how it's rushing. Gotcha. One of the heads is like, oh, that's really cool. And the other two are like, don't look at him. Don't make him part of this. He keeps trying to do this. (laughs) It's not a thing. It's not a thing. We're not High Quadrant. So you're going for a buggy, a buggy bite? I'm going for a bug bite. Bug bite. Okay. So Brandy's going to go. Let's roll. Brandy Brandy has this moment where she thinks, I should just turn and run. I'm in so over my head. Like that's, she just feels that wave wash over her. And she actually just lets it pass. And just thinks, no, I need to get stronger. And the only way to do this is to stand up to things like this. This is what I've got to do. Gary, bug bite. And without even thinking, Gary's not scared. Gary doesn't care. Gary spits out his rock. Looks at all four of these dragon heads. And just charges in. (laughs) And I'm going to roll. Okay, let's go. I'm going to roll some d6s. I've missed Gary. What happened? What happened? What happened, you stag? <laughs> I rolled four. Huh? Plus a six. <laughs> Plus a two in physical. Oh. How would, how would we yes. like yes. a Drapion? Do it! How would we like a Drapion? Give me the Drapion! Happy stag! Happy stag! Happy stag! Happy stag! Celebrate my nuptials <laughs> with this giant scorpion! <laughs> 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 oh, okay, Tom, describe it. Describe Gary's evolution. Um, so I think Gary flashes back to fighting and training with Lopany. So remembers beating um, Wimpy when they were Baneri and just it being easy. And, and doesn't really think about things much. But in this moment, remembers losing to Lopany and how bad that was. And how Lopany at one point like stepped on one of his rocks <gasps> and just crushed it. <laughs> and Scroopy just remembers Scroop? it. And it's just so... Scroopy! So and sees as the, as the dragons are rushing in, the rock that they'd spat out and put in their mouth 
is stepped on by one of them and crushed no. in the exact same way. Scroopy's charge goes from wild to absolutely chaotic. <laughs> so there's this sort of brilliant white of these dragons rushing towards the sort of... The you tables know, are flying. Flying the everywhere. Are gone. There's and deer this, everywhere. And this tiny scorpion is running in and then just starts, as it's running towards them, glowing white as well. And you hear from the corner the evolution music. <laughs> from the, who's playing? <laughs> the Baron. Baron von Bismarck on a flute. <laughs> And as, as, as Skorupi gets closer and closer, he starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger until he becomes almost, they're, they're sort of still smaller than the dragons, but much more looking serious. And goes in and just does this ferocious bite, just goes straight through the dragon rush. So just breaks Hydreigon and Garchomp's claws, the rush that they're coming in, their claws just Miss. break. On break. They break on that evolution the energy. Oh. On the, the carapace is too strong. Oh. And just as the four heads are bickering <laughs> at each other to get off and like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Gary just takes a big chomp chunk on all out of, of them. Yeah. Just, okay. Um, right. Let's roll, let's roll this damage. You don't take any in return. So, Drapion stats. Should we say that Drapion is stage three? Because I'm pretty sure you leveled up yeah, Gareth Scroop at stage so. two. Yeah. Right? I think so. Let's do it. So I think Drapion he doesn't is... have a mega revolution. No, in the, this in the is locker. this is the final form, Gary Scroop. So stage three. So you're at a three. You're at the same stage of the dragons. So there's no plus or minus there. So it's three. It's super effective. So it's four plus a d4 on this high dragon. It's a three. <gasps> so it's a seven. Seven. Seven is enough to take down the six harm capacity of the high dragon. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> The three heads clatter into the end of the bar, into the beer barrels and the spirits that line the end of the bar. <laughs> Some of it catches fire. Oh <laughs> There's a candle that catches on the spirits. Candle in the middle of the day. Uh oh, this the pub. No, oh, the pub's on fire. Oh no. Oh no, not again. <laughs> the Baron puts it out quickly. Oh, this could have gone out of hand. <laughs> oh, this could be bad. Um, but yes, the high dragon explodes into. And and, and if you'll permit me, of course I only will. because it will annoy Theo no end, yeah. oh. is that Asta witnessed the whole thing. Asta, everyone, everyone was looking through the hole that yeah. Garchomp made yes. in the ceiling. So all the What Would Kenny Do see it, Asta sees it, and they just start applauding. <laughs> Spontaneous applause. <laughs> oh, it's been so long since I saw Pokemon battling. That right is now. the best Pokemon battling I've ever seen. Somewhere in the distance, just... You see, uh, this old guy in the corner just goes, You see that? That's old school. That's proper battling. <laughs> you see Drapion. None, none of that stat in increasing or anything like that. Just a good old slugfest. You see then silhouetted as the light's pouring now into the pub from all the broken all the holes. Walls. And you see kind of Brandy silhouetted and she's tossing a rock up and down and Drapion comes back to her. Drapion. Good boy. <laughs> hey, Bash, Heron. Yes? You're both really strong. But me, Kenny, and Theo, we're on another level now. Bash, Bash is like, Heron, I'm, I'm out of Pokemon. I think, I think we need to go. And Heron, with the Garchomp, his eyes, he pushes the glasses up another time. A bit of glass falls out of one of the frames from the explosion. <laughs> and he gets the glasses and he just tosses them aside. No, we end this now, and we end this here. I am better than her, and I will beat her to prove it. I am the best trainer in this region. I have the most badges, I have the most kudos, I have the most sponsors. She will not triumph here. Garchomp, finish this. You're right, Heron. It ends here.
Kenny, completely, completely unaware of what's transpiring outside. You're still just sat in Dora's room, a breeze wafting through the window. But within this mind palace, you've been faced with possibly your most significant choice so far. You've been offered the opportunity to dispel whatever's been holding Dora captive. Turns out, it was a manifestation of your own powers, your powers which can create mind palaces. And Chrysalia, that bestows these powers, the Pokemon lurking within your Poker Pass, has offered you the opportunity to remove it. But in so doing, do you risk the region itself? Do you risk the opportunity to be the saviour of the whole place? Pete and Tuki look at you, and Chrysalia, listen, Kenny, I don't know if there's a right decision here. There isn't. There also isn't a wrong one. Because there are no right or wrong decisions. This is what, <laughs> this is what I've learned. You, you need to live in the middle. Look, I need to, I need to just think this out loud. Because I, I know I'm mo- I am more than my poker powers. I know that. Everyone is. And in that respect, I have no problem leaving them behind. <laughs> my life would probably be a lot more simple if I didn't have them. And I would achieve what I set out to achieve, which is to protect my family and fully, fully master them. If I defeat you, I've fully mastered you and they will never bother me again. I think if you gave Kenny Mullet that choice when he left this house, when he did this to Dora, he would have taken it, he would have taken it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. But now, I'm not that boy anymore. I've grown up. I, I, I know more about the world and people have put their faith in me. I promised to Brandy that I would do anything to defeat Frey. And if I lose these powers and I give Frey the advantage, then, then I've betrayed her trust. I've betrayed Theo because their god in their head has bestowed this gift upon me and chosen me to be the one to do that. I've betrayed all the other poker powers who need me. I think I have a bigger purpose in this world than just protecting my family. I think, despite what Theo and Brandy have told me, I think every poker powered person needs me. Not just to defeat Frey, but to help them afterwards. The world will not get immediately better just by defeating Frey. There's still going to be prejudice. There's still going to be people who don't know how to control their powers. And if I don't have them, how can I save them? How, why would they listen to me, someone who's not poker-powered? You know, poker-powered have been listening to people without powers tell them what to do for their whole lives. As, as loath as I am to admit it, and you're not right, Chrysalia. You are not right by doing what you're doing to Dora. But I do need you. Just trying to save people the struggle you're currently going through, Kenny. I can bring Dora back with poke powers. I can't do anything. But am I not just being hypocritical? See, this is this is why I'm this is why I'm torn. Because I know Dora. I know what Dora would tell me to do. She'd tell me to leave it. She'd tell me to to leave her. Do what's right for the whole nation. Do you want a minute with her? No. No, I've already botched one goodbye to Dora. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to her at some point when I don't need poke powers anymore and I'm going to free her from you but it's not now hope you're right Kenny so do I the world was a lot simpler when I didn't live in the middle and with the decision spoken the scene starts to fade and the voices of young Kenny and young Dora you can just hear fading out just promise me Kenny learn about the berries don't feed me any more poisons I love you I love you too. I love you too. The scene starts to fade, and Chrysalia takes on the black Ikari form again of Ken. You're the same. I'm part of you. Yeah, I know. You just gotta do what's right. 
I don't believe that anymore. And the mind palace starts to dissolve. Finally, after 70 odd episodes or so, it's been decided and revealed what Kenny's inner Pokemon is. Gonna be honest with you, it wasn't Cressalia the morning of the session. That was the result of a big long discussion uh, we, we had uh, that we recorded and hidden away somewhere, possibly to be released at some point. Who knows? Uh, to be honest, I think there'll be more revealed on the inner workings of Kenny's Poke Powers at a later date because there are still some unanswered questions that will come with time. Do not fear, listeners. You'll no doubt be pleased to hear that we did eventually let Tom out of the studio to enjoy the rest of his stag do. Uh, Pokemon played quite a big part in it, actually. His groomsmen were considered gym leaders, and he had to overcome four gym challenges throughout the day. Plus, he was given a Pokemon-inspired Patonk-based gift, which is not a collection of words I ever thought I'd say. One of our patrons was actually on Tom Stagdu, so it seems only right to start the thanking of our patrons with the one and only Josh Anderson. Uh, I'm going to ignore that D.W. Hollins was also on Tom Stagdu. He knows why. But thank you, Josh, for both your patronage and for destroying those ghosts on Mario Tennis with me. Uh, thank you also to another one of our patrons, Ellie Lieberman, who appeared with us on this week's midsection. Oh, our guy was so great to hang out with Ellie and record with her. She's an immensely appreciated patron. Speaking of the midsection, apologies for the slight audio problems in it. Uh, there was an issue with a microphone that we didn't discover till much, much later. Um, but hopefully you either didn't notice it or if you did, it didn't impact your experience of the midsection as a whole. Um, we have some new patrons that I've not thanked, um, specifically Mr. Man, Anorak, and Elena Mihailov. Oh, Elena, I'm so sorry. I'm definitely butchering that. But um, you are our newest uh, patron at the time of recording. And so thank you to the three of you for joining us. Um, thank you, as always, to uh, the rest of our beloved patrons, specifically Purple Turkey, Toffee Apple, Revel, Brandon Wood, Tommy Portillo, Aiden Clark, Mark Smith, Brad Demon Dowker, Mike Cabbages, Dr. Ranny, Jeremby's Mum, DGZ, Alex W, Crispy, Huxley Spicer, Beth Shivers, Jam, Heather L. Snell, Megan Taylor, Betsy Lewin Lee, Ryan Teague, Darius Joukowsky, Polkadash55, Audrey Resendith, Jeremby, Carrie Morrison, Scott M, Dr. Megaman PhD, Haikili, Kaikopin Cosplay, Big Fat Nuke, Jonah Jackson, Trigula, Alchemage, Cesar Trevino, Force Majeure, Ryan Mitchell, Crandon Creations, Eric Eikinger, Millimoy, Ginny Boss, and the Games Master, Alastair Collinson. Um, final shout out of our patrons. Congratulations, Ginny, for your news. Uh, that was revealed at the start of August. We're all very, very happy for you. This list is accurate as of the date of recording. So if you are a new patron or you don't hear your name, uh, please rest assured that you will be on future episodes. I apologise, but we do have to do these, you know, record these in advance. 
all of your continued patronage warms all of our hearts and makes us feel very happy. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for your support. If you would like to join this beautiful bunch of people, support the show, be on the show, get bonus content and much, much more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash critical ditto for more information on how to sign up. Alternatively, you can leave us a rating and review that will massively help us too. Five stars would be lovely. As always, thank you to Michael Sands, creator of the tabletop role-playing game Monster of the Week, the game system that we have hacked for our show. If you would like to find out more about Pocket Monster of the Week, you can head to our Discord or email us or get in touch with us somehow. Send a pidov by carrying mail. Um, thank you to our musical geniuses, Braxton Burks and the Material Collective, uh, Glitch X City. Oh, in fact, make sure that you follow Glitch X City on YouTube, actually, because she was screwed over somehow recently, and I'm sure she would appreciate your support. Um, thank you to Epidemic Sounds for the music and sound effect, and also thank you to Scott N, um, who is a fan of the show, in fact, is also one of our patrons, and whose music I used uh, at the beginning of the second half of this show. So thank you, Scott. I hope you enjoyed hearing your music on the show. Thank you to Jinichi Masuda and Satoshi Tajiri for creating Pokemon. Again, big, big thumbs up. Uh, we are not affiliated with Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. Thank you to you for listening, and thank you to David, Stu, and Tom for playing with me and for being my friends. Follow us on Twitter, at Critical Ditto, on Instagram, at Critical Ditto Pod, and join our Discord. Details of how can be found on our Twitter page. And finally, go and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's Ali again. Um, sorry if you've listened all the way to the end expecting some sort of funny little quip or outtake or, I don't know, stew passing gas. Uh, there weren't any for this episode. That's uh, that's probably on me. I probably could have found one to put in. Um, but instead you're left with this, uh, a sort of solo reflection uh, from Alistair Hill. Um, it's like how you get, sometimes you get to the end of a Marvel movie and instead of it being something interesting or fun, it's like a little in-joke that maybe 1% of the audience get. Um, but if you have listened all the way to the end, then you are probably in that 1%. So here is um, a, a, an in-joke just for you 1%ers. Um, well, what did the poker-powered person say when discovered in the wrong changing room? I'm sorry, it's my inner... Pikachu, P Pikachu, Pikachu. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll do better next time. <laughs>